Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why are cats such great bakers? They make everything from scratch. What did the stuffing say to the turkey? I'm so into you. I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. 
from the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider. Gives me street cred. The wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And in the studio, Tacey, my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. And uh, back from sabbatical, PA Lydia. Hello. This is a show for people who have never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to talk to your regular med- medical provider. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider or if you just can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. My brain got ahead of my tongue. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. And uh, most importantly, we're not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right, very good. Please don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. Our website's a little weird right now. Uh, because I was have been working on it, but uh, stuff.drsteve.com still works. Uh, you can go straight. You didn't get that widget that you wanted for the holidays. Well, go buy it for your damn self. You're an adult, and uh, you can do that at stuff.drsteve.com. Just click straight through. Really helps keep us on the air. And uh, simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. That's Dr. Scott's website. Check it out for your. CBD, uh, nasal spray needs, and all kinds of other stuff like that. And then Tacey and I are on Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Finally, the Chad Zumach episode is out. It's there. Um, I, after all of this, talking about how I was going to edit it and chapterize it and try to make it make sense because it was one person with ADHD talking to another person with ADHD, I just said, screw it, and I just threw it on there as it was. And actually, I think it probably makes more sense. To yeah, do it, that it way. probably does. And um, uh, so, and uh, Dr. Scott was on. I was that. on that one. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's the only time he's been on Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash weird medicine. Uh, we've had Pete Davidson. We've had the Troika of Opie and Anthony. We're going to, uh, Joe List and uh, Kevin Brennan are coming on. We're going to have uh, some interesting people on it over the next few um, months. So check that out. And then uh, if you want me to say fluid to your mama or if you want Myrtle, to, uh, you don't want Myrtle. That, no. uh, I put that in P- <laughs> two and a half minutes. P.A. Lydia, were you here that I day? I was. Okay, yes, you were because oh, I have she video was. of you laughing. Yeah, she was here. But yeah, this person called and asked, or uh, you know, in cameo, said, can you do that old lady character because my wife hates it? And uh, can you do it for a really long time? <laughs> and Myrtle can just talk forever. So if you want me to put the wig and the teeth on, that's the same price. It's nine dollars. The same price, everyone. That's right. Low, yeah. low price. So cameo.com slash weird medicine. All right, very good. Hey, Dr. Scott, uh, simplyherbals.net still going. Uh, check him out at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. What's going on there? Distilling that nasal spray like crazy. Okay, very good. <laughs> very good. And you have a super secret project that you can't talk about yet. Is that correct? It is super secret, and I can't talk about it yet, but we're working on it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Wait, uh, Stay tuned. Well, part of the problem is Denver's getting snowed in, and that's where part of the secret project is Ooh, coming from. Oh, is it Denver? <laughs> yes. I'm going to give you three guesses. What else do they sell what? in Denver? Yes, I can't hmm, imagine what else they sell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's top secret, Dr. Steve. All right, very good. That's awesome. 
We'll check out uh, drsteve.com and we'll try to, uh, and uh, simplyherbals.net, we'll try to keep you up to date on that. I uh, completely revamped the website and I did it by myself and now it looks like shit. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, give me give me a little bit of time where I can actually spend some time on it. And uh, let's see here. Um, yeah. All right. Should we explain why we haven't been, why we missed a week? Uh, well, it was uh, New Year's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that's why we didn't have a show on. Uh, yeah, it was going to be the first ever Christmas Eve. Show. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I know. Yes. Okay. So we were all excited, and yeah, somebody it's... decided to get you know the puke bug or something. Yeah. So first, uh, Liam's girlfriend had it, and then we thought we were out of the woods, and then Liam got it. So the incubation time on this virus was about three or four days. Mm-hmm. That was what screwed it up, and then Tacy got it. And then uh, Christmas Eve, we were going to start, and, and Beck and I said, if we don't get it by Christmas Eve, uh, we're in the we're in the clear. And uh, Christmas Eve, four in the morning, Beck started barfing. Ooh. And what a good kid too! Didn't didn't even wake me up. I just you know I I heard him up at like seven thirty in the morning because I was getting ready to to uh, do some stuff, you know, cooking and all that kind of crap. I said, what are you doing up? He said, well, I've been throwing up since four. I was like, damn, dude, why didn't you? I mean, in the past, if they threw up or, you know, if they had a bad dream, they would wake us up. And he just, you know, soldiered through on his own, didn't want any medicine, finally took some uh, uh, some Phenergan that made him sleep all day. And he, you know, anyway, so we didn't want anybody else because then the clock starts ticking for me again, because I was out of the woods at that point from Tacy's episode. But yep. uh, yeah, the uh, uh, yesterday or today was the last day. For, no, gosh, that's not right. Uh, mm. Wednesday Uh-oh. or Thursday. <laughs> uh, oops. Well, I've been Surprise. sleeping sleeping We're on the all couch. We're gonna have it. <laughs> no sleeping on the couch for nothing. No, my last day was Wednesday, so you know there's no none of that virus in the house now that we know of, unless we got it in the wild. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we were gonna have a Christmas Eve show, and yeah. we had Christmas music that Scott and I were going to yeah. ruin. Yes, we're gonna butcher it. Damn it! <laughs> I know. Oh well, okay. I practice like for like. 15 minutes before I came Did you? I, I, yeah, a yeah I practiced like I normally did. But, <laughs> so I was just waiting for you to bring the sheet music and then learn it on the air. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway, so, yes, that's – thank you, Tacey. I had sort of forgotten about that. Yeah. Anywho, put it out of my mind um, uh, on purpose. How long did it last? Get, your, 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 oh, eight hours. Oh, max. Okay, max. Oh, that's good. And then you feel crappy. For, oh, heck yeah. yeah that's not long enough to lose weight or anything. Right? No. no. I lost no. about a pound. Yeah. But then the next day, you're like... Yeah, I can wiped eat. Out, kind I, of. Yeah, it's totally wiped yeah. out. Yeah, but then after that, you're like, I can eat anything I want to. And then, you, <laughs> you know... I've got a pound yeah. to spare. Yeah. make up for it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have any topics, Lydia? Did you bring anything today? No? I mean, I've always just... So... There is something called Instagram. Yes. Right? And they have these I've things heard of called thing. reels. <laughs> okay. Which I've newly discovered. I don't know what those are. They are <laughs> these I'm little old. short videos. Oh, it's their version of on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And you can see all of these gross and disgusting procedures. Oh. And for some reason, hmm. they think that I like it, which I kind of do. Yeah. So it was something I've never encountered in medicine. And maybe you have, Dr. Steve. 
the concept of ingrown hairs we know about. Yes. Right? Right. But the concept of these ingrowing hairs that grow for years oh, yeah. the skin. Well, and they get up to like 10 to 20 inches long. Oh, wow. And then people pull them out. Huh. You know? No I've not ever heard of such a thing except in a pilonidal cyst. Yeah. These are just places on. Sense. That it's sounds. I looked it up. I mean, there's an up-to-date section. Okay, you right, looked it up. Pseudophilicolitis. But, you know, that's usually we, we think of it as being a problem when it's associated with infection. Right. Um. Anyway, my question is, this, I've never seen it in someone. I have never either, except in a pilonidal cyst. So let's yeah. talk about those for a second. Yeah. When I was in medical school, I remember uh, being scrubbing into surgery, and they would pimp you constantly, just ask you question, question, question. And uh, you, half the time you didn't know what the hell. And this time I was, I was totally prepared because I realized they were taking all the questions out of the front of the book where they talked about the history of the surgeries that we were doing so i knew i was scrubbing in yeah. to a cholecystectomy and i knew that son of a bitch was going to say little, the little blue uh, yes the little blue book yeah and yeah. i and i knew they were yeah. going to say um uh you know when was this surgery first performed and i could then i could say it you know because i and i was ready for him and and when i answered it correctly he was like oh okay here we go so he kept asking more and more questions and then he got to one i didn't know the answer to i said well i don't know that but i know this other thing and so i answered he said, he said good technique Always answer the question that you know the answer to. <laughs> so, uh, rather than the one that I asked you. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm going to answer the question that I know the answer to, which is about pilonidal cysts, because I don't know about these damn ingrown things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that are 20 inches long. But pilo being hair, nidus being nest, so it's a nest of hairs. And it's basically ingrown hairs in above your ass crack yeah. and those things can get really long and when uh it comes from sitting uh it, it's slouching basically when you're if you're sitting reclining and you're sitting on your sacrum instead of on your ischial tuberosities so mm-hmm. if you feel down if you guys are sitting and people who are listening right now sit up straight put your hand under your ass and you will feel a bone Right um, about equal to where your anus is, but over to the side on either side. There's a bone there, and that's what you're sitting on. Do you feel that? Those are the ischial tuberosities. That's what you're supposed to sit your on. Sit but if you feel the uh, above your ass crack to that flat place, you know, you can slouch backward, and you can sit on that. That's your coccyx <laughs> and your sacrum. <laughs> and... Um, Uh, If you sit on that, then what you can do is you can compress the um, hair follicles and push the and you end up pushing them under the skin and the hair will continue to grow, but it grows under the skin. Yes. Way more often in men than women, because I don't have ass crack hairs like that. Yeah, I think so. That's a great question, Tace. Let's see. And a lot Um, more in in, um, athletes wearing jock straps. Football players, catchers. Really? Yeah. No, I can that? see that the sense. sweating, the sweating, and the the, the uh, those jock straps kind of rubbing and uh, kind of forcing those hairs back in. Interesting. Yeah. Pa- what, Tacey, guess what? Give yourself a bill. Damn it! Pilonidal disease shit. occurs predominantly in males at a at a ratio of three or four to one. Dang it! Predominantly in Ofe. Typically in the late teens to early 20s, 
decreases after age 25 and rarely occurs after age 45. So I can slouch all I want to. There you go. Yeah, with you all. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, very interesting. And those things will fill up with um, hairs that are really long. And the problem with the pilonidal cyst is you can, if, you know, if it gets infected, you can stick a needle in it and it will always come back. So they just have to be surgically repaired. Yeah, it can get quite deep. Yep. We don't go digging around in them in no. the office. No, no. I mean, you can stick so. your yeah, you can stick your finger right in there. It's disgusting. Anyway, Gross. all right. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you, PA Lydia. <laughs> I actually saw a patient this week, and uh, they have other problems like cancer that we're dealing with. But he said, "Yeah, my cyst is starting to leak," and I'm like, oh. "Buddy, we got bigger fish." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I see that all the time too. <laughs> Or, yeah, people with stage four cancer that are, you know, having to sit a lot and, or just worried about things oh, that are yeah. <laughs> tangential to what's going on, because that's easier to focus on, I think. Probably. It's too it's overwhelming. So um, talk a little bit about yeah. those ingrown hairs, like when they pull them out, what happens? Oh, man. So it's like they uh, what is it called when you dehead? You take the plane off of something. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, you take no, the no. initial layer of skin off and just open it up because it looks like a deep black head, and they start pulling it out, and it's just this hair that just comes out. It's something so... even more disgusting is look up bot fly um, infestation where the uh, bot flies will deposit their larva under the skin, and you see people... You um you know now I can't think of the word either where you decap it. Oh man, yeah. Anyway, you take off the top layer and then you take tweezers and you just start pulling these giant maggots. Oh <laughs> gosh! Oh, it's for God's so sake! So satisfying. Where yeah. does that happen? Not here. Not around here. Where do, where are bot flies? I don't know where bot flies are. They're not here though. Where are? Oh, oh we'll ask Echo. Echo, where are bot flies found? According to an Alexa Answers contributor, bot flies are found in Mexico, Central, and South America. In the U.S., cases usually occur in travelers who have visited endemic areas. Flies live near water, thus coastal and forested okay, or jungle okay. Echo, areas are endemic. Echo, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good Lord. My pleasure. Just doing my job. Echo. Oh, there no, you go. Thank up. you. She's such a good sidekick. Anyway. I'm sorry, I was trying to show Tacey a video, and the, the <laughs> sound the keeps flies. going on. I, just turn your I, thought, I thought the sound. Hey, I thought I thought you were playing some kind of old spaghetti western. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, you guys ready to do some uh, questions? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do it. All right, let's do it. Um, Number one thing: don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Well, uh, we have a quiz from uh, Stacy. Oh. And this is a good one. Uh, I think this is a good one. We'll go around the room. We'll see. Uh-oh. Okay. We're, and this is Price of Right. Price is no Right rules. Yeah, no Googling. What percentage of the 206 bones that's in the human body, what percentage are in your feet? So what oh. percentage of the bones of the human body are in the feet? And we'll give you that there are 206 bones in the human body. I'll, All right, Dr. Scott? 10%. Uh, Tacey? 12%. Damn it. <laughs> Lydia? 1%, Bill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the 10% sounds good. I'm going to go with, with uh, Tacey, what did you say? 12. 12. 
Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm sorry, we're having to split hairs here. It's prices we're going right with eleven point five. Oh. oh that's a terrible answer. Yeah, she, a, she's she's getting not, a negative bail. It's not a terrible answer. It, yeah, that's a negative answer. Strategically. <laughs> There's only one answer, Dr. Steve. There's only one answer. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> Right. That's the <laughs> if, if you if you don't know the answer, that would have he's right yeah. strategically from 13. game playing because yes. remember, if, Price is Right rule. It does. I'm not explaining. Price is right <laughs> on the show. Okay, um, but the answer is going to astound you. There is are, it more? Yeah, that's 25 percent of the uh, bones in of the, the body. feet. Yes. So here's the deal. There's 26 bones in every foot, and there's okay. two feet. So if we ask Echo, Echo, huh. what percentage is 52 of 206? 52 is 25.24% of that crazy? Fantastic. Tacey, you win. I yeah. win. You gave her yeah. a bail. Yeah. That's two for her. Now we're two behind. Oh, <laughs> Yay, Tacey. That's just what I get for trying to do math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All the metatarsals oh, the worst. and the worst. tarsals, <laughs> yeah, phalanges. Yeah, I know. You now, could not have. You could not have pigeonholed that answer anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah, it had to exactly be eleven point five. That's the whole answer. <laughs> oh my god! All right, oh, well, it's okay. We yeah, can play poker right. with PA Lydia. Yeah, yeah. we could. Yeah, like, did you bring cash, Lydia? We might have or a debit later. card. We got that. that works. She may be uh, <laughs> marking herself as a mark, though. She so said, that she up, I think. She's sandbagging. Yeah. I, I yeah, believe yeah, she's yeah. sandbagging. All right. Um, here's another one. And this is just Can a... you breathe and swallow at the same time? Oh, <laughs> so that's a yes or a no question. So we won't really do that as a quiz. Anybody have any discussion on that? What about when you choke? Well, yeah. So is that breathing and swallowing I, I guess at the, the same time? I guess the question is, can you functionally breathe and swallow at the same time? I think, yeah. And what is breathing? Right? right? Is it, Ooh, what, what is breathing? How do you define the word is? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is it the exchange of oxygen? Yeah. And, so breathing is breathing. Yeah. 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 Well, your epiglottis should close. Correct. So you shouldn't be able to take anything into your esophagus at but the same the time you take That's the point of that. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, breathing ceases during swallowing, and the pause in breathing is uh, due to inhibition, inhibition of respiration at the neural control centers of the brainstem, not just due to closure of the airway. So there's a, there's a I mean, it's an evolutionary um, advantage to, you know, our ancestors, the ones that didn't breathe when they swallowed and the ones that did and were choking all the time and had aspiration pneumonia and stuff and didn't live long enough to uh, trans transfer their genetics to the next generation. Those oh, neural God. control centers must be close to how <laughs> we have patients swallow in order to hopefully get them back into sinus rhythm sometimes. Yes. You think? Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Close. Yeah, and that, that's uh, some of that... Okay, you bring up a cool thing, uh, this thing called the diving reflex. So when whales and other sea-going mammals uh, dive deep, they could, well, how is it that they can take a deep breath and stay down there forever? They, their lungs proportionally aren't that much bigger than ours, but they can stay down there for hours. And part of it is, is that when they dive, their metabolic um, uh, systems start to slow down and they and their heart beats slower their vagus nerve gets stimulated which slows down you know their um the blood flow from the heart to the rest of the body 
and uh, they're allowed to stay down longer. We have that, too. All mammals have it. Even land-going mammals have it. This is the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was a, a medi- or no, I was an intern <clears throat> back before we had drugs like amiodarone and stuff, um, we would have to shock people if they went into crazy rhythms a lot of times. And one time I had this guy. He was totally stable. I said, you want to try something? And uh, he said, sure. And I said, let's do a diving reflex. And this, I can't I even imagine doing this today. But um, we um, got a bucket of ice water and, you know, something that, like one of those plastic basi- basins that they wash people with. And we mm. filled it up with water and ice. And then we took the guy's head and we just smashed it in there. It said, hold your breath and put it, his face in the ice water as long as he could stand it. And when he came back up, he was like, that was very unpleasant. And then, boom, his heart went back into normal rhythm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So the old diving reflex. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so all of those things are, it, it's amazing. So why do we have that? Mm-hmm. Um, it made our common ancestor able to live in the water but did they give us the gene or did we give or you know did we just have it and somehow mammals just had that and so they were you know they could adapt to living in the water i don't know that's that's some that's crazy yeah you just would kind of yeah. i guess it's like well, well, that, stimulating the vagus nerve then with, we had with the common when did we diverge from reptiles right we went through from reptiles well, it was to before bird, yeah it was birds. before the um before the big disaster, but we were shrews back then. Yeah. I mean, ma- mammals were during when the dinosaurs died. The biggest mammal was about the size of a shrew. So, <laughs> but there were mammal-like reptilian ancestors that they found. So, yeah. you know, you never find that one that's half and half. It. It's not how evolution works. But anyway, and I don't know. It was a long more. time ago. Yeah. Long as if you believe in evolution. Well, Just kidding. Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you're right. If you do, yeah, if yeah. you do, yeah. if you don't, you believe whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. We'll judge you. I put I put dinosaurs no, judge, at the nativity scene this Christmas. Oh, did you? We, uh, my daughter woke up to Christmas and we had a little nativity scene and there were the wise men and the dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Well, see, because her. Noah didn't have room on the ark for the dinosaurs. Well, yeah, it was. clearly. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, uh, what I've heard the creation scientists say is that the smarter, the reason that you see more advanced animals higher up in the strata, you know, if you go in and you find a, a, a place where there's lots of layers over the eons and you dig down, you'll see simpler and simpler animals the farther down you go. And what they'll say is during the flood, the more advanced animals went to higher ground, and that's why you see that, okay, is that you'll see uh, more advanced animals higher up in the strata. And then, but the, the, the question that raises is, is that it must, you see clams everywhere mm-hmm. from millions of years ago to now. So if their answer is right, then it implies that some clams were smarter than others and they got to higher ground during the flood. I don't know. Just or just luckier, they got washed up to higher. Oh, that might be that's it, Doctor Scott. Anyway. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, hey guys, thanks for the call. Um, this is the Rowan County Redneck, and I just I wanted to know uh, how, how do all the nerves in your rectal vault determine whether it's a 
Wait, let me get this alphabetical. Uh, a fart, a shitter, a shark. Um, thanks very much. Yeah, so how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> that could be the question of the day. That, when, that's... when you expel something, you know, when you're getting ready to expel something from your rectum, how do you know it's a fart, a shit, or a shark? <laughs> A shark is obviously a mistake. Yeah, so I'm going to argue. Let's take that out take of there that one out because of you don't know yeah. that it was a shark because the whole until reason it's, it's a shark was you you messed up. Yeah, until yeah. It's too late. So obviously the system isn't perfect. <laughs> but here, Tacey, you have uh, some wine and an experience. And Scott, do you have? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. Oh. You, everybody has a drink. Okay, so everybody take a drink real quick. Okay, we're going to take a drink. All right. Now, hold that in your mouth. Now, is there, is it a, a fart, a shit, or a shart? I mean, is there water in your mouth, a fluid in your mouth, or is it air? Mm-hmm. It's fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so let's think about how, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know if there's air in your mouth, if you blow up your mouth with, with air, you know that's sure. air. Yeah. And you know when there's liquid in there. So there are sensors that, one of the things that liquid does let's talk about it, is it exchanges heat mm-hmm. more efficiently than air does. Right. So if you have hot water hot water in your mouth, you can feel that as trans, you know, that there's something that is touching all the areas of the buccal mucosa, and it's transmitting uh, heat uh, either into the buccal mucosa or drawing it away from the buccal mucosa if the water is colder than your if you get water that is exactly the temperature of your uh, body and you sit there long enough, it'll extinguish that feeling. You might not be able to tell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do I know that I'm holding a phone in my hand? Sometimes when I'm sleeping, I think I still have my watch on my hand. So it isn't a perfect system, but mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty good. And from an evolutionary standpoint, it's uh, very good because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to be dropping loads around. Right. In your, um, you know, if you couldn't tell, you'd just be dumping loads where you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. That would be a mistake, but it's okay to pass, you know, pass gas, right? Because for sanitation reasons, but also you don't want saber-toothed tigers able to uh, track you to where you you sleep. So, so, uh, but the rectum has same sorts of nerves. They're just not as perfect. Now, um, you can't taste stuff, thank God, that's in your rectum. Um, that would be horrendous if you're constantly tasting shit, you know, in your <laughs> rectum. But um, <laughs> there is a person, and his name is Richard Christie. He worked for Howard Stern. He swore that if you poured different beers into his ass, he could tell the difference. And you could sort of taste them. Now, those have alcohol in them, and the alcohol may actually right, be absorbed and then mm-hmm. draw in some aromatics with it. Mm-hmm. So I think he might be right on that. It would be an interesting test to do. I'm not going to volunteer. No. but yeah. or, or nor should we no. advocate for alcohol it. In the no, 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 no. I would only do stuff. it for the science. Not, not, I don't add, you know, we've yeah. talked about it on this show multiple times. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't do that. Drink alcohol by shoving it up your ass. <laughs> or on a tampon as a woman. That was popular when I was in college. Well, we... Um, what? You were, we, yeah, but did we debunk no, we, that? I've she's where... She's... Yeah, no, you you know oh. that. You were... You, well, maybe you weren't here. 
We did a vodka tampon challenge on the show. If you go back, uh, that poor girl in the God archives, because we said no, you can't get drunk that yeah. way. The vagina is not designed to absorb things. Okay, if you yeah. took that tampon and shoved it up your ass, maybe. But even then, we also measured how much you could absorb into a tampon. It was less than an ounce. Oh. What about something like cocaine? Yeah, maybe. Maybe possible. Maybe, but yeah. Let's let's not give people ideas. Sorry, but <laughs> but um, yeah, we took a, a tampon saturated in vodka. She shoved it up her vagina, and then we did a breathalyzer test every twenty minutes during the show, and there was nothing. It nothing. never raised. And then she had an itchy vag for like Forever. a month. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, stupid. And then we showed frat guys, fraternity brothers, sorry, Tacey, um, putting uh, thimblefuls of alcohol under their eyelids. Hmm. It's like, why are you doing that? First Just off, drink it. you can't, right, you yeah. can't get but a why thimbleful. Yeah. It's going to irritate your um, well, conjunctiva. Well, can take a third of a drop. Right. 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 And then the rest of, of it runs out. Runs out. It's idiotic. Just drink it. Yeah. If you're going to drink it, if you're going to drink. And, uh, and and then we talked about the guy that um, died giving himself champagne enemas. He did yep. two bottles of champagne <laughs> and then was watching um, auto and doing autoerotic asphyxiation. And he died from alcohol poisoning, not from the uh, autoerotic asphyxi- asphyxiation. You know, it wasn't that wasn't the problem. He was breathing or he had been breathing till he died, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, Hmm. so don't do that. Uh, Another guy did a concrete enema. That was stupid. Don't do that. Nope. Nope. Concrete, by the way, is an exothermic reaction, meaning it gives off heat. Really hot. And that guy cooked himself from the inside. Died. Yeah, you know, I know all this stuff no. was from uh, this uh, journal called the National Association of Medical Examiners. I was a medical oh, examiner nice. when I lived in Vermont mm. and I joined and it was ju- it was their journal and it was page after page after page of the most fucked up deaths you've ever wow. seen. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, <laughs> they love it. Those guys. So oh, anyway. All right. Yeah. The pathology department is. Yeah, they're different. They're different. We love them, but they're different. Yes, we do. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now this person, oh, Tacey, you need to listen to this one. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Haas. I just wanted to hey, let Haas. you guys know that I work for an oxygen company. Okay. And we had to send in all our ventilators to Philips for a recall, and uh, Philips thinks that it's caused by um, ozone cleaners. Oh. But it also affects uh, BiPAPs and CPAPs. And I uh, just thought you guys would want to know. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Oh, and I've still been using my. Yeah. Oh, no. I quit using mine. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't use them. I don't know what the data is. We, if you go on those forums, and what we're talking about is like the you know ozone cleaner for CPAP sure. machines. Sure. And uh, they, they don't actually clean anything. They'll sterilize it. Okay. And you would think that would be a good thing. But if you go on the forums, they're all just anti this. and that. But I can't find any data that shows it's harmful at all. Although um, I've been using uh, ultraviolet cleaner for my retainer, you know, for my, um, whatchamacallit, what I, Invisaligns. Mm-hmm. And uh, the damn retainer cracked. And I think the ultraviolet has made the, the plastic brittle. Wow. They told me use the bright you know, uh, retainer cleaner, mm-hmm. and it's just a pain. You have to put the little tablet in. It's like polydent or not poly. What's, yeah. the, what's the one? Polydent. Polydent, the one that cleans your dentures. We know what you're talking about. I just yeah. felt like an old man. It's polydent. <laughs> Even yeah. more than I already do. <laughs> so I got this oz- or ultraviolet thing thinking, whoa, you know, this is... I'm, I'm young and hip. short wave or long wave? Nah, I don't know. That's well, there question. goes yeah. another $7,000. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
All right. So anyway, check uh, just check your manufacturers uh, and uh, recommendations, and check with your uh, provider whether your ozone cleaner is okay. I mean, I wish we had the answer to that question. I know. I mean, there's people doing research on it. I know that for myself and for everybody else. Yep. All right. Well, let's look that up. See if there's anything more definitive out there for next week. All right. This is a weird one. Hey, Doctor Steve. My name is Elliot. I was just recently offered a job in a New York City hospital. And um, long story short, back in November of 2020, I was a participant in the AstraZeneca trials. Okay. And I took both shots. Subsequently, now offered a job in hospitals over here in New York, and they're not recognizing the AstraZeneca as a vaccine shot. Hmm. And they want me to take two more shots. Is that something that is safe to do? Thank you. Wow. That's a tough one. Hmm. Um, I'm looking here that says, now this is from nycgo.com. For travelers to New York City, vaccines listed for emergency use by the World Health Organization, such as AstraZeneca vaccine, as well as FDA or WHO-approved mixed doses qualify. So um, isn't that interesting? Yeah. I wonder what that's about. I I could not find anything on this. Mm. Um, The WHO recommends all countries accept all COVID-19 vaccines, including the two made in China, AstraZeneca, uh, one of the ones in the U.K., and then Pfizer. So. Um, yeah, was hmm. AstraZeneca an mRNA vaccine no, as well? well or? AstraZeneca was a weird vaccine. It used a viral um, uh, sort of Trojan horse. Okay. And uh, so it was it was different. But, uh, you know, it, it was shown to be not as effective, but it was still effective. So I don't know. I we'll, we'll have to do some more research on that. Will you put a leave me a note, Dr. Scott, sure. and we'll see what we can find out for him. In the meantime, I would question that and send us the policy. Mm-hmm. Let me and um, we'll look and uh, see. Number one is, can they do that? Well, employers can either mandate or not mandate vaccines, however, whatever they however they want. Apparently, I was looking at particularly in New York. Um, I was looking for some OSHA regulations on this as well, and so I'm just going to say I don't know what the hell I'm talking about right now. So. Oh, wait, here we go. Medical workers ask Supreme Court to block New York vaccine mandate lacking. Okay, I don't know. So um, we will do more research on this one and get back to you. Okay, so next week we'll have a special episode on AstraZeneca. All right. Hi, Dr. Steve. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey. All right, what's up, buddy? How are you out there? Good. How are you? Hello. All right. Good job. So what had happened was Santa, yeah, Santa loved a woman that wasn't clean, apparently. What? So, um, so we were forgetting. Uh, what? Santa loved about and kind of hurt my D a little bit. You know how it is. But I don't. No. Afterwards, it... it continued to hurt. Okay. Like for a day or two. Okay. Nothing, you know. Too out of the ordinary, just a little soreness, a little tenderness. Now, <clears throat> there was a bit of discharge oh, no. from Rumble. the uh, meatus. 
the meatus. And uh, yeah, I'm a little. I'm gonna go to the doctor tomorrow. Okay. But well, no buts. I just want to let you know I'm having sex. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh no! Oh, congratulations, bro. So he's having sex. Dirty and... sex. It sounded like he said he Santa left a woman that wasn't clean. That's yes. Okay. Yes. I think over Christmas he uh, had intercourse. Sounded and, uh, then I thought he might congr- have had penile trauma, but no. yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I thought it was too. A lot. Yeah, but uh, if you fracture your penis, which is a possibility, mm-hmm. uh, you that the pain doesn't go away in a couple of days, and uh, that ends up being a medical or you know a urologic emergency. But uh, yeah, then he had yellowish discharge, so that's more likely to be you know trick or um, uh, gonorrhea at oh. that point. So. So get that taken care of. That one's treatable, easy yeah. to treat most of the time. There are some resistant strains to gonorrhea now, but we have treatments for this. So yeah. And congratulations. And congratulations on having intercourse. That's great. What's that, li- what's that like? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right. uh, shut up. Answer your question about flavors being lost during COVID a couple shows ago. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, did experience that in May of 22, and I lost everything except sweet. Well, except what? Now, it came back maybe about uh, six months after, so that's long ago. Okay. So he had loss of something. Everything but sweet. Oh, sweet. Everything that's but sweet. That's what I thought okay, he said, Okay, too. okay, okay. Yeah, and that was back in May. So we were talking about just, you know, our we're not seeing this now back in the, when this thing first started up, that's how people knew they had COVID was they lost their sense of uh, smell and, or not everybody, but a lot of people did. And now people just have colds or they don't have anything and they test positive for COVID. Don't even know it. I did go to dinner with someone uh, two days ago and she recently recovered from COVID. Mm. It was right after Thanksgiving. She lost her taste and her smell. Huh? Strange, right? Healthcare mm. worker had had COVID before, wow. Uh, so wow. Well, the most of the cases we're seeing now are serendipitous. They come in for an elective procedure and then they test them before they do it, and they're testing positive. They had no idea. Yeah, thank so. thank goodness. Yep, yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, so and and that's the thing. And then everybody freaks out. And I'm going to say this again. I've said it before on this show. There's five other endemic coronaviruses. We don't test for those. Now, the sixth one was novel, and it caused no end of chaos, but now it's becoming endemic. It's just out there, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, like I said, we're just finding it serendipitously now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still rough for some people, no question about that. But, you know, the other five coronaviruses aren't innocent either. They cause death and mayhem, too. It's just that back in the... In the day before 2000, and, I mean 2020, we didn't test for them. We just said atypical pneumonia, viral mm-hmm. pneumonia, and people died from atypical or AKA viral pneumonia, and we never knew what it was. Now we can test for this one, and but you know those other five. If we tested everybody that had a cold, there you know about 40 to 60 percent of them will have coronavirus of some sort. Right. And, uh, but we test for this one, and now it's special. 
And, um, you know, people have to not go to work for seven days and they have to isolate and they have to do all this stuff. So uh, at some point, we're either going to have to test for all these viruses or we're just going to have to stop testing for it. Mm-hmm. Because at some point it becomes pointless. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I know we haven't quite gotten to that point yet, but uh, this is another person that had a COVID issue. Hey, Dr. Steve, hey, just man. listening to your recent episode talking about if recent COVID strains um, cause, you know, a loss of taste. And I'm just getting over, I don't know, I didn't test myself. I don't know if it was COVID or the flu or whatever, but, you know, I kind of had the flu slash COVID symptoms, cough, fever, body aches, et cetera. And then at the end, everything started tasting very bitter. Um or just kind of, I just had a low-level bitter taste in my mouth, so things like alcohol and, and coffee would taste really, really bad. And it's been a three days, maybe, and it's starting to get better, but still not quite there. But I didn't quite lose a full sense of, of taste, but my taste buds were definitely changed. Yeah. So there's lots of things can cause bitter taste in your mouth, though, you know. Um Divorce. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get. I gotta give, you give yourself a bill. <laughs> One, yes. Just at the end, of, just at the end of class. <laughs> just, Man, you are one pathetic loser. Oh. <laughs> well, yes. I don't think that's so. okay. No, I was directed at me too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I sort of started to say. It's not just you, Scott. No, 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 no. Lord have mercy. No. Um, yeah, so, so divorce, <laughs> oral health issues, uh-huh. GI issues can also do it, acid reflux, but supplements and medications, so some things that you take, that you might take during COVID, like vitamin D, what, what do you, what do you, oh. t- it's hot in here again, hot in here again. Uh, vitamin D, iron, calcium, but people will take vitamin D while they're while they're uh, when they have COVID nineteen. That can cause a bitter taste or metallic taste in your mouth, and stress and anxiety can cause uh, alterations of the taste in your mouth as well. Anxiety can cause dry mouth. Do you know the medical term for that? Anyone? Pa Lydia. I can't remember. Right Zero stomach. Zero stomach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it, in this case, it was temporarily related to the patient's, uh, COVID-19. So we're going to just assume it was that, but that's interesting. So we are, Scott, getting a few people that are calling in saying, yeah, we're still seeing these symptoms out there. You and I haven't seen it, but I, they're still having I it. wonder. So in chemotherapy, yes. right, when you get taste alterations related to chemotherapy, there's some data for sublingual B12. Mm-hmm. There's a trick where you do a super, super sour candy. Yeah. And it temporarily restores your taste. And all of, you know, we think that the COVID taste disturbance may be related to neurological yes. impact, right? So I wonder if it might be helpful. Well, that's interesting. Well, I don't know. Worth a try. Yeah. I, uh, I, when I had Delta uh, variant, I used Flonase the whole time because it just seemed like it made sense. And I never had any changes in my. I, I lost one sixteenth of my lung to scar tissue, but I didn't lose my Jeez. sense of taste. And I just I attributed it that 
to that, or I, you know, I may not have lost it at all. But there is a little bit of data that says if you start using Flonase or other nasal steroids at the beginning of the syndrome that you may be able to prevent this. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's something, but that didn't hurt anything. Something that's so. not hurtful, yeah. Yep. All right. Namaste. What's up, fellas? Uh, it's the same. Well, mine is a peachy keen. So I went to the doctor yesterday, well, a doctor, or saw the nurse lady or somebody. I got some doxycycline caps. Excellent. 100 milligrams, 14 of for my drippy dick. Yeah, apparently. Oh, this is the sequel. Oh, That's good. a woman that wasn't clean. And this bitch. But anyway, <laughs> while they were checking me out, nobody even looked at my dick. Oh, that's not cool. No, that's not good. No, if you're going to treat STDs, you got to look at it. You got to look at the genitalia. You need to stick the swab up there. That's always fun. Is uh, this little tiny swab, and they stick it up your urethra. And then um, not only does it need to sit there, but they have to twist it. And it's the twisting that gives you the abject agony. Mm. And um, I, I don't. I can't speak from experience on this one, but I have done this procedure on other mm. people, and they, this is what they tell me. And then you culture it, and then that way you know if you're treating what you think you're treating. Right. To hand people doxycycline. Well, anyway, hopefully it gets better. So not special, I guess. But they checked my blood pressure, and it was like 180 over 80. I want to say 80 or 60. Yeah, that's high, but it was probably because you were getting. Yeah, STD treatment. You might have so, expected. Yeah, you might have expected the swab up the dick because you listened to the show, and as we talked about that multiple times, that that's the correct way to do it. So uh, just get your blood pressure checked again. Yeah. And uh, if it's back down, you can forget about it. If it remains elevated, get that treated because hypertension is the silent killer. Yes. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's do this one. Hey, Dr. Steve, Dr. Scott, Dr. Casey, how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? <laughs> doing well, thanks. Lift up PA um, I had a question about cancers that are caused by exposure to toxins like mesothelioma with asbestos or yep. these rare cancers from people who were um, involved in ground zero cleanup. Does the cancer or like the cell mutation start at that moment of exposure and it just takes years, um, you know, before it gets big enough to where it's detectable or causing symptoms, or does it, you know, start some chain of events where it's in some latent phase and it's a ticking time bomb that starts causing cancer yeah. years down the road? Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, these cancers from one-time exposure or, like, in a short period of time, um, how it causes cancer years later. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, let's talk about asbestos. So asbestos is this mineral that, you can pull apart into little fibers. And so they used it for insulation for years. Mm-hmm. When you inhale that, which I've, I used to go gem mining in an asbestos mine. So, if, and by the way, if you've been exposed to asbestos, just don't smoke. That's the big thing. If you smoke and have asbestos, then that's a real problem. But the body can't break these things down and they get stuck in these tissues and they start causing inflammation and irritation. And uh, over years, they'll cause inf- inflammation that'll change the DNA of some of the cells around them. And let's just say it's um, one in a million, and you affect 100,000 every uh, 
every year. Well, then in 10 years, one of those cells you would expect would uh, convert to a cell that could uh, reproduce itself. It's unlikely if you damage DNA that it's going to be anything functional, Mm -hmm. right? It'll just kill the cell. But every once in a while, you'll damage the DNA in such a way that it'll start growing like crazy and it's successful. And when that happens, then that's basically cancer because it's growing. It's not supposed to be growing that way. It's supposed to be regulated, and it's not listening to the signals trying to regulate it. So anyway. Um, and, yeah, so then that's that's what happened. So it could happen the first time, but it would be very unlikely. It would be like hitting the lot. It's like hitting the lottery. So I've heard the lottery uh, uh, described as if you take – um, pennies and you stretch them from New York to LA and you take one of those pennies and paint it blue on the other side and then you drive from New York to LA and you stop somewhere along the way and you pick up one of those pennies and it's the blue penny that's the same sort of odds of winning the lottery so um, that that's the same sort of thing here is that it's very unlikely but then once it does happen, you know, once you win, someone wins the lottery, once you once it happens, then the the uh, cancer is inevitable at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. Okie dokie. Uh, I want to I do want to talk about this one. I hope. Hey, Dr. Time. Steve, um, I'm the one that called you a couple weeks ago about the antibody level with the um, covid vaccines and having the rough time with the third booster. Yeah. So my covid antibodies were a COV2 an IgG2 antibody screen, and it was 20, 20, greater than 25,000 units AU slash ML. Um, it stated that anything over 50 units was considered to be high. Yeah. The reason I'm concerned is because I do have an autoimmune. I'm a teacher. I work as a paid EMT, and I am exposed on a regular basis. And also, when I contracted H1N1 and H1N2, I had a pretty serious reaction where I ended up nearly on a ventilator with... The- yeah, I think that um, there's... What happened to the volume? Sorry. I think that there's uh, an argument you could make that says, I've already... You know, I have these huge antibody levels. I am don't pay it. Uh, pose a danger to anybody and you could probably get out of doing those other vaccines and just have your rheumatologist write a letter mm-hmm. or your primary care. I think that's fine. I, I don't see any problem with that. And natural immunity is kind of interesting. There there was a study and I talked about this on Twitter and we have a little bit of time left. Uh, and this is a journal article from the American Journal of Public Health called SARS-CoV-2 infection, hospitalization and death in vaccinated and then in, in unvaccinated but infected inv- individuals. So they were looking at the difference between uh, vaccinated people and people with natural immunity. And what they found was that there was a 37% uh, decrease in all-cause mortality in people who were vaccinated compared to the people with with um, unvaccinated, who were unvaccinated but had natural immunity if they got it again. Now, 37% sounds huge. Um, you know how many? So there were 34,000 kids in here, 
And you know how many of them died over this period of time? And it was 12 months, four. And how of the previously infected, the natural immunity, but unvaccinated kids, six out of 34,000. So that's just for the kids. The adults showed higher numbers, but this is all cause mortality. This doesn't say that they died from the virus. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's all cause mortality. So the absolute risk, even in the adults where the numbers were more like, you know, 60,000 and, you know, K- people and 250 deaths compared to 400 and something, whatever, the absolute risk was still very, very small. So what the, the interesting thing in this is, both sides, sadly, there are sides to this, can say, uh, oh, uh, we're right. Uh, if you're a pro-mandate, you can say 37% decrease, okay? Or uh, if you are anti-mandate, you can say the absolute risk is 0.0002. Mm-hmm. Both of those people are correct. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's why it's so hard for us to reach any kind of consensus because we're all cherry picking the, the statistic that sure. says the thing that we want it to say. And they're both right. Neither one of those is wrong, you know, which is basically the same way of saying the same thing. It's yes, they're right, but and neither one of them's wrong. So I'm a dang genius anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, Dr. Scott, you had something from the waiting room before yeah, we get out of here? we do. We have... <clears throat> a question from Lovett. She's wondering if a, if a white blood cell count of 11.5 is high. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would that be chronically high I'm, or is it just intermittently? Mm-hmm. I mean, just a one-off. So Assuming it's one-off because she didn't say it was chronically high. Okay. okay. So let's talk about both. Uh, PA Lydia, yeah. this is your realm. Lots to unpack there. Yes. So, yeah, if, if whether chronically or not, yes, technically it is. So anything over 10 or 10.0, or in our world, 10,000 is high. So 11.5 would be 11.5 thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's technically elevated. So the next thing to what look is that, at... 11.5 thousand per high-powered field, or is that cells per deciliter? Or I thought what it was the cells per deciliter. Okay. Take, it, take a peek. <laughs> I will, and, I'll look at it. And so that would be your total white blood cell count. So then, you know, the next thing we look at is, is that chronic, or is it acute? And per then, microliter. What type of cells are elevated? So are, are they your neutrophils? If your neutrophils are more predominant, you would think about more like bacterial infection, more lymphocyte predominant when you look at the differential or the breakdown on your lab sheet. Okay. You might think more about viruses, maybe chronic inflammation, mm-hmm. eosinophils being elevated. You might think more about allergies. What are all these different cells? Yeah. So you said neutrophils, lymphocytes, and yeah, type just types of types of white blood cells, right, that make up your immune cells, and they are, are targeted and powered to impact different things, whether it be yeah. bacteria, viruses. And they look yeah. different under, under the microscope. That's yeah. why they were they called them that, because they the uh, eosinophils took on more eosin, which is a red pigment. And, uh, you know, they wash these things with red and blue pigments, and they then you look at them under the microscope, some of them will... And not hang on to the blue, but keep only the the red. Mm-hmm. And uh, the neutrophils, I guess, did a little bit of both because they are kind of purpley looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the lymphocytes have bigger uh, bigger nuclei compared to the cytoplasm compared to, say, a, a neutrophil. Yeah, or so 
Yeah. When you're thinking about it, you know, if it's a chronic thing, which we get referrals quite often, of yeah. chronic. Well, you guys get referrals for people who have, you know, a, a slight anemia yes. and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, probably the second most common to anemia would be the elevated white blood cell count. Yes. So the first thing we do is we look at what type of white blood cells are elevated. And then, you know, you can do something called a flow cytometry if it's something that's very <laughs> chronic, meaning it's it's lasting for a long time, just to make sure none of them are cancerous. However, um, one of the, the most common reasons is something that induces chronic inflammation in the body. So something like cigarette smoking, smoking mm. or chronic stress oh, yeah. or chronic illness. Really? Um, so those are the, the most common causes of a, a chronic, uh, mild elevation in your white blood cell count. Okay. So now what do you do? So it you're at your primary care physician's office. They say, well, you've got a white cell count that's high. I'm going to send you to uh, the hematologist. What Should you be worried about it? What's the deal? No, the vast majority of the patients, we would uh, we would take a peek. And we would make sure that there's no sign of malignancy or concern for malignancy. And, and then uh, kind of the chronic inflammation, uh, stress, or exposure to tobacco smoke would be a diagnosis of exclusion. And you just monitor it every few months, make sure nothing changes. Yeah. Um, what about these people that have monoclonal gammopathy of uncertain significance? Mm-hmm. So that would be something that we... What is that? Class, so... I mean, I know. I yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> one type of your white blood cells uh, or closer to a stem cell uh, is called a plasma cell mm-hmm. and a, a plasma cell exists in your marrow it starts to mature it should be exposed to an antigen or something like a virus and then go back and just its job should be to make antibodies to a certain virus right. or to a certain antigen and they remember it and they remember it and those antibodies are proteins and they come uh, those those antibodies or immune globulins have light chains and heavy chains. And so sometimes a plasma cell line can get mutated or a plasma cell can get mutated, make more of itself and make an abnormal protein. Yeah. And so when you look uh, at someone's protein under mass spectroscopy, where mm. you actually go and you kind of sort out all of the proteins in the person's blood or in the person's plasma, um, if you see a spike of a certain protein that is a nonsense, but that is a clone, yeah. so they're all the same, but they're not really encoding for anything, that is monoclonal gammopathy. And as long as that patient doesn't have other signs of malignancy, like trouble with bone lesions, kidney disease, low blood counts, it's undetermined significance. Mm-hmm. So it's like something that has the potential to turn into malignancy. It's not malignancy, and we monitor it. What are the odds that that'll turn into a malignancy? Uh, it's, it's one out of 10 per year. So you've got like a 10% risk per year. Okay. So if you have, and I, I'm, uh, I'm going to stop myself, but the longer <laughs> you have MGUS, the, more, the more likely you are to develop into a cancer. But at every year, it's still 10%. So if you have a 10-sided die, you could roll, no, you know, if you had a, a die that had 10 sides and there was one blue side and nine red sides, you could roll red sides for the rest of your life. It's not impossible. Correct. Yeah. But the risk does go up the longer you, yeah. you know, okay. are living with it. Very interesting. Monitor. All right. Well, thank you. You got anything else out there, Scott? They're probably sorry they asked now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, no, Lovett said thank you. Um, 
She said her neutrophils were 78, 84. Yeah, so that's a little bit higher of a percentage. So maybe she's overcoming some recent bacterial infection. It could also be a stress. Well, yeah, one thing is when you see an abnormal lab test and it's just out of the blue, the first thing you do is repeat it. Because there's this thing called regression to the mean where uh, you will often, if you have a you know aberrant lab test, then you do it again, it's normal. If you do 20 lab tests and they have a 5% margin of error, that means it's very likely one of them will be abnormal. Mm-hmm. Just yes. because, for, just because of lab error, right? And it's not that they made a mistake, there is a margin for error in all of our tests. None of them are so precise that there's no error. As a matter of fact, that you could not make a test that had that's not physically possible in this universe to make one that is that there will always be some error no matter how precise you make your measurement so yeah i get tested again so if she had a white count of 11.2 and it was 80 percent neutrophils that's an anc of 9.2 which yeah. is significantly absolute neutrophil count yeah jargon alert yeah sorry guys so um, I mean, that's something to make sure you don't have any signs or symptoms of bacterial infection, a sneaky urinary tract infection that could be going on, yeah. and have it rechecked. Well, you women are always getting your cystitis, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your monthlies. Pee after sex. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Yes. <laughs> you're not kidding. You're, you're, that's, that's a serious answer. It is. All right. Very good. Well, listen, uh, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thanks, PA Lydia. Thanks to everyone. Thank Made you. this show happen over the years. Uh, listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.